Hi, and welcome back to the Dungeons Guide. Today, we're going to continue reading the Lost Journals, but there's also a new theory I have that I'd like to share with you. But first, let's start with the Blockopedia. Alright, so the Blockopedia entry today is... Oh my gosh. The Shulker Box. Found by Crafting Only. If you need quick, portable storage on the move, look no further than the Shulker Box. It has the same capacity as the chest, but it retains the contents when you destroy it. Place it somewhere new, and your inventory will be intact. You can also customize Shulker Boxes with any of the 16 dies. Transparency. It's uh, opaque. The light emission is zero, it's renewable, it's blast resistance of six, hardness of two, it's not flammable, and you don't need silk touch to mine it. Behavior. You don't need a, a tool to collect the shulker box, so it's easy to destroy and move quickly and often. Its contents will remain inside, so you're able to store uh, thousands of items at once in your inventory or, or in storage items like chests. You can even see the contents in the item description when you hover over a shulker box in your inventory. Um, ambidexterity. Ambidexterity. You can place a shulker box on any surface, including walls and ceilings. However, you won't be able to uh, you won't be able to open them if they have a solid block above the their top face, just like chests. As with chests, piglins will be en enraged if you open or destroy a shulker box and will start to attack you. Generation. Shulker boxes don't generate naturally, so you will need to defeat shulkers and craft two of their shells with a chest to make one. You can craft a shulker box with a die to alter its color, and you can also rinse the die off by using the dyed shulker box in a cauldron filled with water. Okay, so that's the shulker box. That's what we got today. Alright, so now onto my theory. It'll be quick so we can get to the lost journals. So, it's a popular theory, and I've used it before, that there were builders before there was Steve. Builders being the ancestral humans that started, I don't know, working on the world before the player joins. So, the theory I have today is one that I think that a couple big YouTubers have commented on, like Retro Gaming, now I've mentioned it before, and Game Theory. So, I think that the uh, builders. They were, like, expanding a bit after... Okay, so I don't really have a timeline for what happens when, but I'm just making this right now. Based of all, based off of all the Minecraft books, stuff in the game, um, and other sites, like the Minecraft wiki, um, I think that the builders went to the nether, and they began harvesting materials uh, from the nether. And when they started expanding more in the nether, some of them started dying. And when they died, their souls, uh, they went into the sand when they tried to bury them. And now we have, in Minecraft, what is called soul sand. That's what Game Theories thinks as well. Um, as in his video, I forget what it's called. I haven't watched him in a while. Watched him in a while? Jeez Louise. Um, but I have something that I want to add on to that. And I'm not going to reveal it yet, because it's in the Lost Journals, like, evidence 
for what I think. Um, so once we get to that point, I will like stop reading and point it out. And that's one of the, this is, this is one of the reasons why I chose to read the lost journals and not some other official book like the dragon or the, the rise of the arch illager. It's mainly because of this. And I'll tell you it once we get to it in the lost journals. Okay. With that out of the way, let's get reading. Chapter two, Allison's dad wasn't imaginative. Apple nibbled on the wheat Max offered as Allison surveyed his fix to the sheep pen. Don't feed them too much, she warned, not looking around at him. They shouldn't breed right now. I definitely don't need any more lambs. Aw, come on, you want to make a baby apple, right? Max said, patting the sheep. Maybe make an orange? Not if Orange is going to be even more inter interested in escaping for an afternoon swim, she said. So, did you use my tools to fix the pen, or did you go another way? Alice Max glanced up. She was frowning at the large, bulky objects she he'd chosen to patch the sheep pen with. Oh, that. I just took some blocks and plugged the hole. I couldn't find any wood. I made the fix too high, just in case Big Blue started jumping again. That was right, wasn't it? But she waved her hand at the fence at a loss for words. She looked around the clearing. Allison's family was outside the village, near Max's house, and their clearing was large, surrounded by tall trees. Her family's ruined treehouse lay around the bend, and Max noticed she always kept her back to that area, lest she remind herself it was there. You had plenty of wood! I gave you good tools, she said, waving her arms at the tree. But you just plugged the hole with... What is that? It's obsidian. Max knew she had never seen obsidian in real life. It was too rare, and their, and their parents would never let them play, play around lava. She stared at him blankly, and then started firing questions at him. How is this a reasonable fix? It's not even a fence anymore. And where in the overworld did you get obsidian? And why would you waste obsidian on a sheep pen? If your mom finds out you've been messing with water and lava, she's going to kill me, I know. He interrupted, grinning at her. Mom will have to kill me lots of times if she finds out what I've been up to. Do you think she'll be mad about the water or the lava? There. He left her an opening. Ask about the blocks. Ask about where I've been. He waited for her to ask him more, but she was hurried to some of the sheep back into the pen while the other sheep, Big Blue, Old Blue, Light Blue, it's okay, you're still, still gray. I still love you. Or okay, for short, watched him warily. Most sheep avoided the water and avoided those who didn't avoid the water. Apple and Little Prince didn't care, though, munching on grain and dripping water on the grass. The air started to smell of wet wool. Allison took her shovel from her pack and began digging in front of the fence. Max groaned. She was determined again. If you're bored, why don't you help me? She said, tossing him her shovel and retrieving another one. Dad always said moats were ugly, but I think this will be the easiest way to keep them in the pen. Max took a moment to admire the craftsmanship of the shovel she had tossed him. When she wasn't fussing, fussing over the sheep, Allison had been throwing herself into crafting, making better and better tools every day. She'd begun to dabble in armor creation, but only when they found enough materials, and there were rarely enough materials. He got to digging, moving around the fence in the opposite direction from Allison, so they met on the other side, each having dug a one-block trench. You're going to fill it with water? Or better yet, lava, he said, grinning. Not today, she said, putting her tools away. 
The trench will work, will work for now. She turned to him. She jumped out of it inside, dusting her hands off. She turned to him. Well, where did you find the blocks? I didn't know. I know you didn't mine them because you don't have a diamond pick. Yes, she is interested. He chuckled in what he hoped was a clever and wicked manner. I'll tell you someday soon. And I was hoping you could make me a diamond pick. She began walking toward Max's house. To mine obsidian, you have to have a diamond pick. To mine, you need diamond to make a diamond pick. So you have to find diamond and happen to have an iron pick, which should be chanted. Which should be enchanted. I know, Max said, rolling his eyes. She had told him this before. He knew they'd make a great team. She could make the tools and he could enchant them. But for some reason, Allison always said that messing with enchantments was a bad idea. But you know, if you come across the means to make an iron pick, you could make one. That's all I'm saying. And that's another step toward mining our own obsidian. She had perked up when he'd hinted about having the resources necessary to make an iron pick. After a moment, she shook her head and laughed softly. I guess I'm predictable. Should I ask your mom to grab me some diamond when she goes to the village to see your dad next week? And then he can tell me where to find this obsidian that he's mining. I'll tell you later about the obsidian, he said. They were nearing his house, and if his mom heard, overheard anything about mining or enchanting or doing anything else like dangerous, like breathing the air outside of the house, she would have a fit. Max relaxed a little bit. He'd made Allison smile, a job he'd had to throw more and more effort into lately. He couldn't blame her for her grief, though. A few months ago, his own family had gone through some unfortunate changes, and it had taken a while to get used to it. On top of that, he never expected that Allison would become essentially his adopted sister. You expected your friends to hang out, have adventures, run from zombies if you stay out too late. You don't expect them to come and live with you after a life-changing disaster like losing your home and family to an unexpected creeper attack. Max had been grateful for her joining the family when she did, though. A few weeks before her tragedy, he had nearly drowned swimming in the cove, and ever since, his mom had been smothering with his her concern for him. She'd even built a shed in the backyard to store away all their liquids away from the house, which Max thought might be a bit of an overreaction, though we'd never say that to her. When Allison came to live with them, stunned and grieving, it gave Mom somewhere else to channel all of her worry, and Max was able to recover in peace. The best and worst part had been that Mom saw Allison as an older sister, babysitter. Worst because, come on, Max didn't need a sister, and best because he finally got to leave the house again, and with his best friend. He had gotten over his near-drowning incident, but Allison understandably still had her moments of sadness over the loss of her family. Max tried his best to distract them in those times, like breaking the fence so the sheep would get out and she could have a solvable problem instead of the unanswerable storm of grief. He'd never tell her the fence was his fault, though. She might get mad. When Allison had moved in, Max's mom, an architect, had welcomed her by building a tower connected to the back of their house to live for her to live in. It gave Allison a special place to retreat to when she needed alone time, and was cooler and more elaborate than a plain old bedroom. Max had tried to hide his jealousy at the time. His parents had never thought to put their amazing architectural skills behind, making him a unique space that was all his own. Then he remembered Alice, what Alice had gone through, and why she might need her own haven, and he got over his angst. Sort of. After the adventure with the escaped sheep, and after a dinner where Max and Allison assured his mom that they and the sheep were just fine, he made sure his mom was asleep, then crept, crept 
to Allison's tower door. He knocked softly. Allison peeked out, coal smudge in her face. What? What are you crafting? He asked eagerly, immediately forgetting the reason he was visiting. Shh, come inside, she said. He gave a quick look behind him and then followed her to the staircase. Instead of upstairs, she went to a door she had placed in the wall under the stairs and opened it. It led straight into the hillside behind Max's house. He and Allison had regularly, regularly been clearing out the area to make a secret crafting fort. The fort had a crafting table that he had made for her soon after she moved in. She had been pretty listless and unhappy, and Max had finally told her to distract his mother for 15 minutes. Allison had asked something about the skill of building in midair, something his mom excelled at, and as she talked, Max had snuck out to the shed to use his mom's crafting table. He presented the new crafting table and a few basic tools to Allison later that night, and she had smiled for the first time since moving in with them. From then on, she had something to focus on, something to do rather than wander around grieving. They had immediately started collecting wood and stone and seeing what they could do with it. And one day, they'd built their own workshop in the hidden cave they dug beneath the tower. Since then, Allison had gotten quite good at crafting, repairing, and upgrading items. Tonight, Max saw that their workshop was cluttered with a number of new items. Allison had been busy since dinner. New shovels, axes, pickaxes, one... Uh, fishing poles and buckets sat on the table. She picked up one shiny pickaxe and, and handed it to him proudly. I found some iron, she said. Now go find some diamonds so I can make you a diamond pickaxe. You went mining for iron without me? He demanded. Why would you do that? His face lost his its happiness and she glared at him. To surprise you with a new pickaxe, you ungrateful dummy. She turned her back to him and started to put away the tools in the chest by the crafting table. His outrage deflated. Thanks, he mumbled. Eager to change the topic, he went over to the chest where they typically stored their materials. So, uh, what else did you find? She didn't answer right away, so she, he opened the chest and stared at the contents. She had managed to find iron, sand, and coal in her excursion, but she hadn't had any of the choice blocks he'd only heard of veteran miners finding. Gold, emerald, diamond, and lapis lazuli. You should go replace your mom's tools with the new stuff while she's asleep, Allison said, still not looking at him. They'd secretly been upgrading Max's mom's tools and replacing the broken ones. It gave them a place to put all the extra stuff Allison was crafting just to get more experience. He clearly start struck a nerve, but he wasn't sure what he'd done. Hey, Ali, I'm sorry. It's just fun to go mining with you, that's all. I don't like missing out. She rubbed a hand over her face the way she, she remembered her mother doing and turned to him again. I know, but she swallowed and continued. My dad used to get mad and say that I wasn't grateful for the things he did to me. Uh, I thought he was being mean. Now I know how he feels. Felt, I mean. And I, I can't apologize to him. Shame flooded Max, making his ears burn. He looked at his grief-stricken friend, stuttered out an apology, took the offered tools, and left her alone with her tears, which only shamed him more. Why couldn't he just be grateful for the gift she'd given him? He was good at distraction, like letting out the sheep and giving presents. But he knew sometimes Allison just needed him to listen when she was feeling raw and unhappy, and that was the hardest thing for him to do.